Ooh. It's a spooky spook, kinda. It's kinda spooky. It's a national kinda. national UFO day, Izzy. Oh. Happy Alien Day. Have you ever seen an alien, Julie? Probably. I don't know. I've met some pretty weird people people in my day. Uh, Publix. Have you have you seen an alien? No. Copper might be an alien. Oh my god. Uh so we're chatting about all things space minus the space part. Exactly. Just the UFOs, the aliens, the abductions, all that fun stuff. And I got thinking about this because I saw this article on the New York Post. Um, this was actually, the article was from April 27th, but like I just saw it. And there is a professor at Oxford that actually believes that aliens have already been coming to the earth, having close encounters with humans and interbreeding with them to create a new hybrid species. Um, and he thinks they're doing this because one day they could save the earth from climate change and other disasters. And this is, is that like that movie Avatar? I don't think those are aliens. I think that they're... I was joking. Are they aliens? I don't know. I've, I haven't seen Avatar in a very long time. I, I haven't seen that movie since like 2004. Um, I don't know if that's when it came out. All I know is that but... they used papyrus. To, as the font and it was and then they had sex with their hair i don't remember that part I <laughs> and it happens to be national ufo day that's what i that's what i came across in my research Ju july july 2nd july 2nd is is ufo day ufos um so this dr young hey chi He's an instructor. He's a he's an instructor in Korean though at Oxford's Oriental Institute. So I there's don't a, really know where... there's an Oxford Institute in Korea. I don't know where the Oxford Oriental Institute is, but he Google teaches while you talk. Korean. Google it. Um, and he says that they come not for the sake of us, but for the sake of them, their survival, and that their survival is our survival as well, the survival of the entire biosphere. Um, and he actually is, I guess, writing a book, um, in Korean on the topic. It's called Alien Visitations and the End of Humanity. So, yeah, I don't know if there could be something to that. Now, I, I, do you believe in aliens? I don't know. I 100% do. There's do no you? way. Yes. There's but, just so okay. many, there's so many stars and there's like, there's just, Yes. Yeah, so if I start thinking that, if I start thinking that deep, it starts to hurt my head. So, so my thing is, I mean, the term aliens and like saying, do I believe in aliens as we've seen them depicted in movies and whatnot? That I think is like a, car a caricature of the idea that mm -hmm. there are just living beings on other planets and other galaxies and that kind of thing. But to them, right. we're aliens. So. It's not really about, like, do I believe that there's, like, a tall green guy with giant eyes that makes peace signs at you? Um, I don't know that I believe that that's a thing. I don't know that there are aliens in our galaxy. 
Um, although, well, I'm going to let you share with me anything that you found, but I, Forbes released something uh, just last week that kind of might challenge that idea that there are not aliens in our galaxy. So I found some things, and all of my facts actually came from history.com. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like is a pretty credible source. Yeah, did you and look up Roswell, New Mexico? No, because okay. I, no, I kind of my to, my uh, not so twin telepathy told me that you might do that. So yeah. Um, so basically, there between 1947 and 1969, um, more than 12,000 UFO sightings were reported. Um, in what's called the Project Blue Book. But basically, this article that I found on history.com kind of gives you a map of the United States, and it kind of pinpoints different areas where there have been sightings that have been, quote-unquote, taken seriously by the U.S. government, which is interesting. Um, oh, and yeah. And I actually tried to watch they have, a, They've looked into this stuff. Yeah, and and I tried to I tried to watch that documentary that I told you to watch um, called Unacknowledged on Netflix. I turned it on and literally fell asleep 20 minutes in like I could I, I forgot couldn't to watch it it was it was a Sunday I was just really tired so um but I think that's mainly what this talks about in the first 20 minutes of what I listened to of that documentary it talks about basically like this is these are experiences that people are happening and this is science that we're finding that is unacknowledged and not taken seriously by most government entities just because it's like that hard to believe yeah, but um, I want to start by talking about Barney and Betty Hill. Um, so in September of 1961, they Barney and Betty Hill were married, and they were um, like on vacation in Vermont or somewhere near there, and they were on a long trip back. So they were driving back to their home in Potsmouth, and um, two hours of their journey they could not account for. And then when they got home, their shoes were scuffed. They were dirty Betty's dress was ripped it was they just things weren't right and they were like what happened on this trip home it so sounds like a Thursday night when we were in college like, oh there's usually time we can't account for and our shoes if I, always end up scuffed if I still have my shoes on when I get home it's a good night right the difference is we wouldn't have been driving so because we True. weren't stupid <laughs> uber also wasn't a thing when we were in college so yeah, think about that fair. um so basically what happened was from their account um, they stopped in Vermont for some coffee and 70 miles outside of that cafe that they stopped at as they were driving a flying saucer started hovering over the trees, like a hundred feet above them. Um, they said it was quote, a, as big as a jet and as flat as a pancake. Um, so Bonnie, Barney got out of the car. Ooh, he was watching thin. it. What? That's thin. Yeah. Um, and all try to post some pictures of like it's so funny when you're reading these articles like the people's renditions like when they do their drawings of what they saw it's hilarious um, it makes me think of the snl sketch with kristen it's so funny it's not kristen Wiig. it's um um a close encounter yeah but who's the who who is it that plays the crazy lady it's not kristen Wiig. oh no it's not it's um uh, kate mckinnon Thank you, Kate McKinnon. Oh, my God, yeah. she's so funny. She's a queen. Um, so Barney gets out of the car, and he's watching it. So he's a World War II vet, and so he kind of went into fight mode. He had his gun, he had his binoculars, and he's like, I'm going to watch this pancake in the sky. And, like, it said, 
as I was reading it, I couldn't really put this in a different light. It said, behind rows of windows, gray uniformed beings seemed to look right at him. He tried to lift his hand and his pistol, but somehow couldn't. A voice told him not to put down his binoculars, which I don't really, I don't, I don't believe that. He ran back to the car, basically, and drove quickly away with Betty in the car. Like, she was, he was driving frantically, and she's, like, looking out the window, tracking it, where they're, where the UFO is in relation to their car. Yeah. And um, so they're, they're driving, and they start hearing, like, loud beeps and, like, noises coming from the trunk. And all of a sudden, they just start getting really drowsy and sleepy. And then that's the last thing they remember. They came to two hours later and 35 miles down the road. In their car. Um, so part of the theory is that maybe their entire car got beamed up. Hmm. And then it just dropped them off 35 miles away from there. That's but crazy. basically their story is important because after their story was picked up um, in a Boston newspaper, they became basically the poster children for alien abductions. Um, so you'll see a lot of things about them if you type in like alien abduction, like they're really, really famous in regards to their story. They've done so many interviews. There's so many drawings and like, um, it kind of just gave them a little 15 minutes of fame. Are they in the still 60s. alive or no? Um, I'm not sure. But one thing that's really cool about them, they were actually an interracial couple and their, the work that they did, um, like recreationally, they were really involved in their church but from a civil rights activism um, perspective. So, so they were was, doing great things do in the think, 60s. Um, what season was it of American Horror Story that had aliens in it? Oh, God. I stopped watching it when that, came, when that happened. Wasn't Maybe it Asylum? Season, it was might it have season been Asylum. Two? Yeah, it was the very was end asylum. of Asylum. Yeah. And in the beginning of Asylum, it is an interracial couple. <gasps> That's such a good point. My headphones right out of my head. It's an interracial couple, and so I wonder I, if um, it was loosely based on them. Yeah, let me, after after reading this, now I want to go back and, like, watch those three episodes that had that involved in it and um, see if that's something maybe they drew from. I'm sure it was because they t- pull from American history. Yeah, they try to. <laughs> um, so I also found some stuff on history.com about the – so I didn't even know about this until today – um, the Roswell, New Mexico, like famous, uh, UFO situation. I only thought Roswell, New Mexico was a show. And I don't know if it's like on cable TV and they just put it on Netflix to watch or if it's a Netflix show, but in all of my time with unemployment, looking for things to watch, it's come up a couple of times and I've yet to watch it, but it seems as if the plot line of the show is like, there's like an alien hybrid dude and a human woman. And I don't know, they get into some shit. That's basically like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but basically, sometime between mid June and early July in 1947, this guy named WW, I guess, I don't know if that stood for, but he went by Mac um, Brazel. He found wreckage on his property in Lincoln County, New Mexico, which is about 75 miles north of Roswell. So it technically didn't even happen in Roswell, but close enough to Roswell, I guess. So he brought some of the stuff to the sheriff um, in Roswell. And then he was like, huh, that's weird. Let me take this stuff to uh, Colonel William Blanchard, who was the commanding officer of the Roswell Army Airfield. So he immediately was like, 
don't know. The military needs to take a look at this because I don't know what this is. I'm with him. Yeah. Uh, I guess it was... um, Hold on, let me look at my notes. I can't remember off the top of my head what it said that it was. Um, They claimed... Well, the people that... um, They were like, oh, we found this, like, flying disc. Um, It was... Uh, it, the wreckage included rubber strips, tinfoil, and thick paper. To me, I thick would not what? see that. Yeah, I wouldn't see that and think you UFO. Like, I would yeah. be like, this is not, like, from an alien. Like This advanced. is a science project? Yeah. Um, but the U.S. Army officials quickly reversed their flying saucer claim because originally they were like, oh, we found a saucer, like a, a UFO. And then, we, then they were like, wait, 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 just kidding. It's from a weather balloon. Um, and so they released pictures of um, one of their army majors, and he was posing with pictures of the weather balloon debris as proof, like, just kidding, it's a weather balloon, don't freak out. Um, so that theory So no, of, no weatherman was out there like, hey, that's my balloon. Yeah, excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me, excuse me, that's my balloon. Or like when Julie balloon. loses her fucking cart in Publix. Yeah. Oh, my God. Teaser for the next embarrassing story episode. Uh, from what I gathered, that weather balloon theory kind of held up all the way up until 1994. And then the U.S. Air Force decides to, like, stir this fucking pot again. And they're like, just kidding. The weather balloon theory is bogus. Uh, it's actually not true. And uh, the wreckage from that entire crash was from a spy device that was created um, – until then, or up until now, now being 1994, they're like, so up until now, this was a classified project. It was called Project Mogul, and this was debris from, like, that. And what it was, it was connected, um, what they did was they connected a string of high-altitude balloons that had microphones on them, and they were supposed to float over the USSR. That's what they're saying. I can't. Um, to monitor the Soviet government's attempts at testing their own And then it just bomb. ended up in New Mexico? I guess, that's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> Project Mogul was part of a covert operation. So the false explanation... Oh, so covert with your giant fucking balloon. Right. So the false explanation of the crash was necessary, apparently, to prevent giving away details of the spy work. Um, but either way, this just proves to me, like, really, the U.S. government is... They're trying to cover something up regardless. Like, they ain't telling the truth. First, they're like, oh, it's a UFO. Then they're like, no, 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 it's not. Just for the weather. And then they're like, no, 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 just kidding. We lied about the weather. We also lied about the UFO. This is a spy device made of tinfoil and rubber strips. Aren't we cool with our spy device? So, yeah, I think that there's still some, like, mystery around that. Um, There probably are conspiracy theorists out there that uh, think that this may have been a UFO. Frankly, I feel like this was, like, some farm kid... 15 miles down the road from <laughs> from what's his face and he was making his kite out of his mom's tinfoil <laughs> and the guy with the face from yard. the place yeah doing the thing exactly so um yeah hold on one second i murphy's being disruptive excuse me sir you need to go outside apparently come on Honest to God, he waits until we're doing this, and then he... And as he was running away, I meant to send you this last night. I saw this picture on Instagram 
where they were like doing oh sorry they were doing the anatomy of a dog and their t- like their back feet they called them tippy taps <laughs> and as he was running it was just like and then his front the front paws it was called toe beans yeah that's literally i'm gonna yeah you need to send me that you show brandon because so since we've been in quarantine he's overdue for his comprehensive i need to call tomorrow and make his appointment because i think now yeah. they're taking drop-offs but usually when he we take him to the vet for his like checkups because we have like a pet plan they trim his toes so he's had his toes trimmed in over three months and he is like a tap dancer around his house he needs to go to um the fat Jewish, his uh, rosé babe, they did a um, a nail bar, like a mobile nail bar, and it the front of it said, "Girl, your nails are crazy." Oh my god, yeah. For people in quarantine, it's like all you do is throw, put your hands in through these holes, and there's people behind the glass doing your nails. I saw that. Um, I think that's brilliant. Oh my god, they need to just do that all the time. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. That's like a true example of innovation right now. So, so um, am I going do next? We think, do we think aliens get manicures? Um, I don't know that they need to. They probably don't even have nails. I would imagine like ET fingers on all fingers. I imagine ET fingers with like a fierce long almond nail. And some xenon-type nail polish, but, like, all the time. And they probably have powers where they can be like, I want yellow nail, and it just changes. I want blue nails, and then it just changes. You know what I mean? Like, chameleon nails. Like, they can, like, change their nails. Do you think they can smell? Like, do you think they have noses that smell? I don't know, but here's something funny. We should have gotten some weed for this one. Yeah, we should have. I think that, um... I think it's very funny and very telling that the general consensus is that whatever alien life forms are out there are way more advanced than we are. I know. <laughs> but I'm just imagining like aliens come to Earth and they're just absolute like dunces and they're just like, hello. Oh. <laughs> we don't know how we got here. <laughs> I just fell out of that pancake that's on like, fire. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like, know what it is. Like like um, Doug from um from Up and he's like, I just met you and I love you. Like what yeah. if you had an alien that like would not leave you alone and it followed you home? And they were just like, You guys are so advanced and we're down here like And they're like, What is this craft mac and cheese? Oh, oh. Do you hear him? Yeah, he's really Cool it, bud. It's just thunder. Oh, is it raining where you are? Yes. Oh. Matt plays video games with his friends like every day and it scares me because there's a part in his video game I don't know what part it is because I don't play it but it's like an incessant beeping beep 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 and it's really oh, high yeah. pitch and it freaks copper out and it freaks me out because I think it's like our security alarm okay. close in the end. but yes I would love to have a well it's kind of like Roger and American Family American Dad. American Family. That's the other show. That's the other show. American Dad. One of my favorite um, Seth MacFarlane creations. Before 
Betty and Barney, which for me, it's some, for some reason, Barney and Betty and Betty and Barney, like neither of it rolls off the tongue. It's really hard for me to say. Betty but and Barney, Barney and Betty, yeah. Before them, um, and it's funny you bring up like what if aliens were just dunces because <laughs> apparently before them, like before their story kind of like highlighted like, oh my gosh, alien abduction, like it's scandalous and it's thrilling and um but before that they were actually seen as like friendly so like alien encounters were seen as friendly so according to um christopher bader who's a professor of sociology at california's chapman university um he said some aliens even lived on earth and commuted back on weekends (laughs) he said but once the hill story became better known abduction accounts um, shared certain characteristics such as like medical examinations that's where like the probing came uh-huh. in missing time so like time lapses that you can't account for aliens with large heads and big eyes dubbed quote-unquote gray and like like the when you think of an alien like that's just automatically most people will think of like a gray being that has a very large head and like black round eyes um, and then like the idea that ufos are circular objects uh so that that, those became classic sci-fi staples and then that was like personal accounts but also in pop culture and there were some um alien encounters that people were reporting after the close encounters of the third kind um shows like x-files were becoming really popular at that time so when people were reporting that they were seeing things or reporting that things were happening to them or that they were being abducted and they're like okay what they look like and it's like well they were gray they had a big head they didn't have pupils and they just had like really long fingers and they're like did you watch x-files last night and they're like maybe they're like okay yeah that is really really strange because you would think that um yeah like none of them knew each other and they're all describing the same thing which does kind of freak you right yeah so, um, but my, obviously their story happened before like X-Files came out. So that just kind of branded what the quote unquote alien looks like. So. Right. Weird. Yeah. Um, I found this article. So earlier I was saying that, like, I don't think that there's aliens in our, in our galaxy, which I don't. But apparently, according to this Forbes magazine article that just came out um, as well, like last week, um, they are coming up with these, um, they're like probes, space probes. They want to send them out and they'll be able to detect whether or not they are discovering like alien life forms or alien evidence. Um Tell me more about these probes. Planets. Yeah. So, um, it says that they're basically going to be alien life hunters and they'll only phone home if they've found something. So they're going to send them out, I guess. And then these probes will only notify NASA when they find something. Um, so they're sending them, are they able to send them into different galaxies? Like, have they figured that out? I don't know. Have we even gone to different galaxies? I don't think we have. It says the intention is to install them um, in space probes, starting with the ExoMars mission in 2022. And they want to identify geochemical signatures of life 
from rock samples, um, and then they'll only send back the pertinent data. So an example would be um, they send these guys out in 2022, and then NASA might get a message back from one of them that says, from the probe, this is a direct quote example from what the probe might say, I am 91% confident that this Martian rock sample corresponds to a real-world sample. I'm 87% sure it has phospholipids, phospholipids similar to the sample tested on July 24th, 2018. And here's what the data looked like. So that's what it's gonna, basically going to send back to them. Um, and I guess it's going to pretty much tell them whether or not there's life on other planets in our galaxy. So, and, and I would say that probably NASA, like... We're, we're talking about aliens, right? And, like, these great no. space beings. Nope. <laughs> we're not nope. talking about aliens. Um, you know, with their big eyes and whatever and no pupils, blah, blah, blah. But NASA might be saying, like, any life form on any other planet in our galaxy, like... Like is grass. That, is that considered somewhat of an alien? I mean, a li I mean, a life organism? I don't know. I know they found water on Mars. I don't know they found running water. They found, like... They found, like, pools of water. A dried area that looked like it could have been a stream of running water, and there was evidence that there was water there at one point, I think. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Um, I could be totally wrong. I'm not the space person. No, you sound right. Uh, oh, oh, good. Yeah, you sound pretty good. So, um, and then they've been experimenting with these, and they pretty much indicate that the AI is 94% accurate, so that's pretty good. Uh, mm -hmm. That's another good podcast episode we should do is AI. I would love to do that. And then I could get some friends from um, my old job to talk because they're kind of subject matter experts on it. Really? Yeah. That's random. Technology? Artificial intelligence? I always thought of your old job as like IT tech, not like AI tech, not like robots. They do both. Oh, that's really cool, actually. I just focused on the IT part. Um, did you read anything about Area 51? No, but I did read about Men in Black, so let me know when that, when that time comes. I didn't really get that into Area 51. Um, I know that there was a thing from last year, maybe or the year before, where it was like, we're all going to storm. Oh, it was September 20th of 2019. 200 people actually showed up outside the gates of Area 51 to try to raid the facility. Two people were arrested. Why? Um, just to see what was going on there? Yeah, I think there's just a lot of, like, it's all, like, very secretive. Um, according just, to I feel like there's a lot of curiosity around it just in general. Yeah, so the official name for it is the Nevada Test and Training Range. Um, it's a unit of the Nellis Air Force Base. And it says today it's used as an open training range for the Air Force. Um, and then according to the CIA, the name Area 51 actually comes from its map designation. So it was also previously referred to as Paradise Ranch in order to make it sound more attractive to people that would be working That's there. That's terrifying. Yeah, and then... Paradise was, Ranch? That does not calm me down. No, I like it. I mean, Area 51 sounds like I'm working on Area 51. Like, that's cool. Saying, like, I'm going to Paradise Ranch sounds like it's a place you'll never come back from. Sounds like where your parents sent your dog to go live you know it sounds like a place where there's just like you get there and the people that live there are all molesters like my bunny didn't die he went to paradise ranch um and then 
it's it's got uh, or it's it's about 120 miles north of Las Vegas. That's not an interesting fact. I don't know why I just read that. Um, but a lot of people think that uh, says specifically conspiracy theorists believe that. Can you hear Murphy barking? No. Okay. Can you hear Matt making dinner? No. Um, <laughs> Area 51 has been a topic of fascination for conspiracy theorists and paranormal enthusiasts. A lot of them think that it's the location of where the U.S. government stores and hides alien bodies and UFOs. So there's really not, like, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of um, anything that, like, backs that up for why they think that. But it does, so one of the popular UFO conspiracies kind of links back to what I was talking about with Roswell, New Mexico. So they think that that flying saucer, a.k.a. tinfoil, that uh, supposedly crashed, air quotes again, um, they were brought to Area 51 for reverse engineering experiments in order to replicate the spacecraft. Like, some people think that that was a thing. Um, and then they did a poll last year in June of 2019 that said 54% of U.S. adults think that the government knows way more than it's telling about UFOs. 27% of people say that's not likely and 19% says they don't know. They definitely know. I'm surprised it was only 54% of people. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. You don't think the government knows more about aliens than they're letting on? I totally think they do. Oh, I'm sure that they do. But I think that there's so many people that don't have an opinion about it. That, like, the 54% isn't that weird. I'm so opinionated that, like, it's hard for me to imagine not having an opinion on something like aliens. I live in this itty-bitty-dinny-tiny little world, and I'm not really concerned about aliens. You? Do I like to talk about them? Yeah. Do I like to drink a lot of wine and lay down under the stars and be like, oh, my God, what's out there? Oh, for sure. But, like, I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned about it, but I believe that they exist, and I think the government knows more than they're telling us. I think that I wonder if people have been able to go to different galaxies and they're not telling us. Could be. I think that's less likely. That to me. You think it's more likely than aliens? I feel like I agree with you that I think that there are different life forms, just probably not in our galaxy based on what we know of from like quote-unquote, what living conditions would be on different planets that are in our galaxy. Um, Again, not a scientist. But I think it's important to note that there could be other living organisms that are not, like, mammals or the types of organisms that we have on our planet. So the types of, like, quote-unquote, living environments that we could be looking for might be completely different for people not people but aliens you know what i mean the closest galaxy to us is called the canis major dwarf galaxy it's twenty-five thousand light years from the sun and that in kilometers i don't even know how to say this it's 236 comma zero 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 comma zero 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 comma zero 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 comma zero 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 Comma zero zero zero. How many zeros? Twenty-seven. Fifteen zeros. So, if you had to travel there, 
and try to come back, it would be at least, it'd probably be at least like 10 years. Quintillion. Quintillion. Look at you. You just learned a new word. I just learned a new word. It sounds very fun. It sounds like cotillion. It sounds way less fun than a cotillion. Yeah, it does. 236 quintillion kilometers. I don't think we've been to other galaxies, just to, just to guess. I think, think about the amount of fuel and energy. Your fuel, you would, you would burn fuel before you could get. I don't even think we've been to every planet in our own galaxy. Space freaks me out, man. It's endless. Um, Can you name all the planets? Uranus. Can you? Uh, Earth. Mars. Earth, Mars, Venus, Saturn, Uranus. Neptune. Mm -hmm. Venus, Mercury, Jupiter, Pluto. Oh, yeah. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. Now you're just showing off. Uh, Julie's when I was looking little... at me with this smirk. She's like, can you name all the planets? <laughs> like, fuck you. When I was little, I either wanted to be an astronaut or a paleontologist or a veterinarian or a fighter pilot. Those were... Those were I think you could have been all of those things all at the same time. Uh, I've grown to be so different than I was as a child. Paleontologists of all of those things or a veterinarian are the closest. I would be... You couldn't pay me to go to space now, even on leisure travel. If they were just like, we're sending people to space for fun, I'd be like, I will just not do that. When Julie was six years old, she'd walk down the street, there'd be like a snake, and she'd be like, oh, Slither. Yeah, and I'd pick it up and take it to school. I did that. I took a snake to school in a jar. Uh, Now as an adult, I'm terrified of everything. So So in regards, but in regards to the government knowing more than what they say they do, um, I actually found, did you find something on the Hangar 18 in Dayton, Ohio? I saw it, but I did not click on it. So, um, this has kind of been a theory since 1947. A lot of this is happening like in the forties and the sixties. So keeping that in mind, but basically there are UFOs these days. No, basically there are constant like rumors and speculation, um, that there is a storehouse of artifacts related to aliens and flying saucers in Dayton, Ohio, um, at the, it's based at the Ohio's Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, and it's said to be called either Hangar 18 or, quote, the Blue Room, hmm. but it hasn't been confirmed, and a lot of, like, people that work there and stuff have denied it, but um, there's still a lot of speculation, so if anyone's in Dayton, Ohio and wants to go... <laughs> Let us go know. snoop snoop around the Air Force Base. Well, snoop snoop. Um, what were you gonna say about Men in Black? Um, so Men in Black actually came from like a few diff- There were a few different accounts that this 
subject of Men in Black was brought up. Um, but the first one was from an account with Harold Dahl back in June of 1947. <clears throat> Once again, 40s, and 50s, 60s. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he was on a conservation mission and the, is it P- Puget Sound? P- Puget Sound? I don't know. Um, near the eastern shore of Washington's Maury Island. So he was gathering logs and he saw, and you're going to like this, he saw, quote, six donut-shaped obstacles hovering about um, a half a mile above his boat. Um, But before one of them fell nearly like 1,500 feet to the ground, followed by like raining, like metallic debris, just like shards of metal, um, some of which actually hit his son because he was outside with him. So... Um, the dog was out there, which is really sad because some of the debris actually did hit the dog also. Oh, no. Um, he did not I like survive. how I'm not that upset about the guy and his son, but about the dog Yeah, and I know. Son. The infant and the man can just... whatever. Yeah. Um, so he was able to take some pictures of the aircraft with his camera, which I'm like, your dog's dying, and you're like, hold on. Let me go get my Polaroid. Yeah, no. I'd be saving my um, dog 100%. Which later he showed his supervisor... Fred Chrisman, um, he's a skeptical, went back to the scene, looked for himself, and saw the strange aircraft with his own eyes on the ground. So the following morning, this is where it gets interesting, Dahl was visited by a, quote, man in black. He was in a black suit. Uh, they ended up at a local diner where the man was able to recount an extraordinary detail that Dahl had just experienced. He said, What I have said is proof to you that I know a great deal more about this experience of yours than you will want to believe. Huh. Um, He was then told, Dahl was then told not to speak of the incident. If he did, bad things would happen. And then that's kind of where they left it. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like, the guy in black, the man, in, the man in black, told him what happened to him the day prior, and then was like, like "Don't tell anyone about yeah. anything." But he clearly did tell people. Well, he told History.com. <laughs> That's for sure. Called up the History Channel, and they were like, "Yo, I got a story for you. I got a story." So, what percentage yeah. of these stories do you think have some merit of, like? How often do you think do people genuinely see something and they're like, oh, that may have been a UFO or like, oh, it's something actually I think might have happened to me? And how often do you think people are like, I'm just going to make something up? Or like, I think are they both tripping happen. or like having a dream and they just really believe their dream because it was really vivid? Mm-hmm. Um, out of people that report it, that something actually happens to them, I'd say probably less than 2%. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's because really low. it's got to be really, really rare if aliens are coming into our galaxy and trying to like interact with humans. They've got to be intelligent enough to kind of stalk their prey in a way, right? Because like they're not going to use resources to probe humans that they don't really need anything from. Like, for yeah. example, if they were going after Betty and Bill. Or not Bill, sorry. Betty and B- Betty and Barney Hill. Betty um, and Barney. God. I think there might have been the um, need for them to go after them could have been the fact that he was a World War II vet. You know, maybe his background in 
warfare was something that they wanted to learn about or something that they wanted to at least just study or something like that. I think if they are actually interacting with humans, there's got to be a reason behind it. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense to me. I don't really know why aliens would visit Earth. I mean, unless they like fly by. They're so much more intelligent than us and they're just doing hair flips every day. It's like, well, why do you need to come here? Especially for 2020, what I really picture happening is I picture them like rolling up in their in their pancake, and then like getting a close up look and being like, <laughs> I want no part. Hard of that. left, hard left, make a U turn at the light. Like <laughs> they're like, damn it, Barry, why'd you bring us here? Yeah, yeah, I mean, and it's like the wife alien is like, I told you to ask for directions, and now we ended up at this piece of shit planet. Um, well, and. And it's funny you ask that because there's there were so many different stories that I read that I was just like that absolutely did not happen. Yeah, like, there was a, there was so much on this I had to cherry pick stuff. Yeah, there was one. I guy, tried to find stuff that was current. Oh, all of my stuff is old. But one guy that I read about, his name was Travis. He, it's really short, but basically he was a logger, so you know, always in plaid. It was him <laughs> and six other men, and they were um, on a shift. And they all, like, would take the same truck to their work site and log for the day. Well, there was a beam of light. And it took Travis. And the other six men, like, jumped in the truck and drove away and, um, like, reported it. And five days later, Travis shows up outside of a gas station. And he's got this whole story that he was abducted by aliens and they all look like fetuses Hmm. yeah and i guess he like woke up and thought he like thought he was in a hospital like woke up and he was on like a metal table and like looked around and there was just these giant fetuses like standing over him so he freaks out like starts waving around this glass cylinder to like try to ward them off and then they like leave and he's like Cool, so I have this entire spaceship to myself. Starts walking around, finds this, like, central command room with, like, a lever in the center of the room. And he starts just, like, driving the spaceship. I'm like, dude, you were probably just on acid for the week. Like, probably. He said that a um, tall, what he thought was an alien, so a tall fetus, apparently, in blue overalls and a gas mask approached him. And the next thing he knew, he woke up outside of a gas station. Sounds like he was on something. When but was his, um, I don't know where it was. I can't remember. But no his wind. six, oh, uh, uh, I don't know that either. Oh, I just know the drama. I don't know the details. So, this, but the six men that he was working with were polygraphed because they were like, "There's no way that this guy was actually gone for five days. Like he thought he was only gone for two hours." But yeah. the six men were polygraphed. Five out of six of them passed the polygraph. And the sixth person, it was inconclusive because he was so emotional during the test that he couldn't even finish it. Oh, wow. Um, So the government in that area actually believed that this was happening, like believed the story because the guys were so convinced that it happened. So, but I actually don't know. I think he was just on some acid. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. no. I agree with that. Um, I heard something interesting about polygraph tests. I heard that if you have to take a polygraph test for your first, well, I don't really know how this would work, but um, for like the initial question they ask you, like they usually start with like, what's your name or, you know, something. 
if you like prick yourself and it or pinch yourself really hard while they ask you and it gets your heart rate up like just a little bit that's your like line of like what's normal and then I guess it won't like go off if you're lying I don't know but then I, I guess you'd have to pinch yourself every time you tell the truth but also your hands they keep your hands where they can see them so I've seen, oh, it's yeah. funny that you bring that up because I've actually seen, I don't know if it was like a movie or a TV show where someone was trying to pass a polygraph and they put a tack upside down in their shoe so that when they would ask that question, they, cause I've heard that, I've heard that theory before when they would ask that first question, they would push their toe into the tack so it would hurt. So it would raise their blood, their, um, yeah. their heart rate. So somebody I know, I we should do an episode on, on polygraphs. polygraphs. That would be a good one. Yeah. Um, Somebody I know, I won't say who it is, had to have a polygraph test for a job. And they asked this person whether or not they'd ever downloaded music off the internet illegally. And oh, they lied. He's like, Napster, Napster, Napster. <gasps> yeah, they lied. But they they said it was fine. Like, they never heard anything about it. But, like, in the moment. And honestly, everybody's if that's the one question that you're lying about. I know. Just give them the job. Yeah. Everybody had LimeWire. Everybody yeah. had Napster. That was the only way I got music for a long time was LimeWire. So. I used to use YouTube download. I did that too. I converted. You know yeah. who showed me that was my grandfather. Stop it. He was, he was, is it Merle, Merle Owens or Merle, ha- Merle Haggard? Merle Haggard. He was downloading Merle Haggard off of YouTube because he had records of Merle, but he didn't have Aww. anything on like CDs or his, his iPad or his iPhone or what is it? What's it called? iPod for his car. Should have Did been he driving. have a shuffle? He should yeah, not he, have been he driving. He should not have been driving in the first place. No, he had a regular iPod, but he was like downloading Merle Haggard off of the internet illegally. Dang, and I was Papa. like, all right, well. Such a rebel. It's true. Well, in conclusion, aliens. <laughs> aliens. Give me your best alien voice. Do you have pizza here? You sound like you're 90 years old. <laughs> I would like pineapple on pizza, please. That's Julie ordering her Papa John's circa 2068. Yep. And they'll be like, Mrs. Mrs. Brown, we already know. It's on the way. Thank you. <laughs> you already ordered it six times. Mm-hmm. It's on the way. They're actually at your door. Yeah, like we tell you every time, it's coming. Pepperoni and pineapple. It's all you, girl. Well, I hope you learned something about Barney and Betty Hill, Julie. They sound like the cutest. At least if they were in some lie together, they were in it together, you know? Like, they committed. They were actually really cute. And she looks like, I don't. I haven't found any, like, pictures of her from when she was, like, really young. Um, it looks like from the pictures, they're probably in their, like, late 40s. Yeah, um, but she looks like she could be related to Elizabeth Moss. Like she's gorgeous, cute. So I'll have to find some cute pictures of them and yeah. post them. Uh, send in your embarrassing stories to spaghettiheadspodcast.outlook.com. Elizabeth, how many do we have right now? Do we have like a, a good amount? We have like four or five. Oh, good. Well, maybe we can yeah. do another one of those soon because that was yeah. funny. And I have to tell the people my story about Publix. Julie called me last night while I was really upset. Kind of. Matt and I are trying to do like 30 days of core apparently. And it's really more so like me 
trying to sneak Swedish fish while he's not looking. And then he's like, okay, 30 days of core, right? And I'm like, yeah. You're like, yeah, let me just eat this red sure. one real quick. So like Julie calls and of course I'm just like, okay, I gotta, I gotta take this. And Matt's like, trying to, Matt's like trying to work out. And he's like, I can't concentrate when you're on the phone with Julie. And I'm like, yeah, but you like it. <laughs> you're like, anyway, bad. you like it. Um, in our world, you're just living in it. Julie, Julie was like telling me her story. And I was, I was not sweating from working out. I was sweating from laughing from hearing her story. So I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Yeah, it's a good one. And like bad for me, but also like it's funnier today than it was yesterday. Yesterday it's I was It's only like, funny because of COVID. And because I haven't been on any kind of ADD medication in three months. <laughs> that's part of the problem. She's so. completely weaned off. I'm totally weaned off my meds. And I can tell shows. you are not very concentrated today. Nope. I am not. <laughs> it's okay though. Um, uh, well, follow us I, on Instagram. Yes, at Spaghetti Heads Podcast. <laughs> follow us on Twitter at Spaghetti underscore Heads. Did you already say the email address? Uh, Spaghetti Heads Podcast at Outlook dot com for all your embarrassing just stories. Just in case. Yeah. You just want to send us some stuff. So. All right. Well, should we do um, a UFO send off? Yeah. What does that look like? <laughs> Here's uh, from the aliens. Okay, that's enough. <laughs>